like. Right now to squall. It's just. It's crazy. The way he operates an absolute faith is just. Yeah, I don't know how many he said they've risen from the dead in the last years, few years, you know. And now, even more exciting, God has multiplied him. He was doing a conference in Germany, and uh, he knew a fellow wanted him to come to Guatemala and preach a revival in his church. He said, I don't have time to go. I, he said, I can't go. So then the guy thanked him for coming. He said, I didn't come. He said, I'll show you a picture. And he showed him a picture of him preaching the revival. And he was doing a conference in Germany. And at the same time, he was delivering wood for building a new church in Mexico. Yep. I'll tell you, I want on his team. I want on his team. I, I, yeah.
Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my King. What a powerful name it is, nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Death could not hold you, the veil tore before you, you silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory, now you are raised to life have no rival, you have no equal, now and forever God you reign. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is. Father, we thank you. We thank you for having the plan in place from the beginning. Before we were even made and you knew we would sin, Jesus, you had already died. You already had it in place. Give us a picture of that original purpose, Lord, of how and why, why you created us. Uh, that picture of family with you that was so worth it for Jesus to come and die for us. Jesus, give us a picture of how great your love is for us to go through that. say thy strength indeed is small child of weakness watch and pray finding me thine all in all cause Jesus paid it all all to him I owe sin had left a crimson stain he washed it white as snow. 
find Thy power and Thine alone Can change the leper spots And melt the hardest stone Cause Jesus paid it all All to Him I owe Sin had left a crimson stain Washed it white as snow. And when before the throne I stand in Him complete, Jesus died my soul to save. My lips shall still repeat. Jesus paid it all, all to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, He washed it white as snow. Cause Jesus paid it all, all to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. He washed it white as snow. Thank him in your thank words. You, thank Jesus. you, thank you, Jesus. 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 You paid it all. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, we worship you. So worthy. You are so worthy. So worthy. So worthy, Lord. 
just we're going to sing a new song to you guys this morning. I just want to let you know, feel free to sit down, stand up. This is a, a free place. There's no uh, obligatory standing at the right times or anything. So we're going we're gonna to sing a new song, um, and we're going to s- sing it over us. Uh, you can join in as you want. I think the, the chorus will come pretty easy, but just just receive this. If anybody's going through tough times right now or you remember a tough time, uh, Jesus is our defender. He's our Amen. defender. You go before I know that you've even gone to win my war. You come back with the hand of my enemy. You come back and you call it my victory.
much better your way our defender oh Jesus our defender hallelujah hallelujah Lord hallelujah hallelujah to you Lord hallelujah to 
that over us this morning. He is our defender. Jesus, you are our defender. Jesus, you are our defender. Yes, God. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. We rest in you, Jesus. You're yes, our defender. Jesus. Yes, Jesus. You're the great intercessor. Oh, yes, Lord. You've cast oh, down the yes, enemy. God. Yes, God. You are our defender. Yes, God. When I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You reintroduced me to your love, Jesus. You picked up all my pieces and put me back together. You are the defender of my heart, you, Jesus. You, Jesus. You, Jesus. Hallelujah. You, Jesus. You, Jesus, my defender. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Not the government. Not our strength, not our wealth, not our health, not our prayers even. You are our defender. Yes, you are our defender. You are. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You, Jesus, are our defender. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, God. things have passed away. Your love has stayed the same. Your constant grace remains a cornerstone. Things that we thought were dead are breathing in life. Again, you cause your sun to shine on darkest nights. For all that you've done, we will pour out a love. This will be our anthem song. Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love.
starts to tremble at the light that you bring when you walk into the room every heart starts burning nothing matters more than just to sit here at your feet and worship you
mission Our hearts are yours We want you We want you We love you We'll never stop resurrection power. We love you. He has resurrection power. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. His presence changes. You carry his presence. Yes, Lord. You carry his Holy Spirit. So that changes things wherever you go. Yes, Lord. You shift those atmospheres with his presence. You and him together. It's mostly him, but he's here now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Every hopeless situation sees us to exist in Jesus' presence. Yes, yes. So just just going to sing this chorus a couple more times. Just invite him into that situation that seems hopeless. When you walk into the room, Sickness starts to vanish, every hopeless situation ceases to exist. When you walk into the room, the dead begin to rise, cause there is resurrection life in all you know. We love you, we'll never stop. 
invite you in, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Oh, invite you in, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, invite you in, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Invite you in, Lord. Come into every place, Lord. We invite you in, Lord. Every hopeless situation, Lord. We invite you in.
serve a good God. Yes, all the time we are. Oh, Jesus, you are so good. Jesus, you are so good. We praise and worship you, Jesus. So worthy, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We worship your name. Yes, Jesus, hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. You are so wonderful, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, it is all in you. It is all in you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Him. Yes, he will direct your paths. Yes, God. Yes, God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Praise His name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Lord, this morning for your presence. Yes, God. Yes, God. Lord, that we can come together like this and we can encounter your your presence in our lives, Lord. And Lord, I just pray this morning, I just really sense that there was a spirit of, of interceding. I just really sense that the Holy Spirit was just calling us just to, be, just to begin to, to, to break something, really, break, to break something. And uh, I'm just wondering if we could take a few moments this morning and this be our prayer, uh, our time of prayer requests our time of, of just saying we, we, have a, we have a God who has the power to resurrect the dead. We have a, we have a God who has given us the, these are not carnal, but these are spiritual weapons. And the weapons of our warfare, the word says, is, are, they are not carnal, but they are powerful, powerful for the bringing down of strongholds. And so if we could take a few moments this morning as the, as the worship team just continues to, to play. I think it was the, the second, the last song. Um, and we could just gather in, in, in groups of uh, three to five or whatever you can grab a hold of. And we just begin to say, God, this is, we, we've had enough stuff. Uh, maybe, that's, maybe there's situations or circumstances that's going on in your life, in your family, your workplace, whatever it might be. Whatever you need the Lord to, to act upon. Just remember, he has 
resurrection power. He has the power to transform. He has the power to do miracles. He has the power to do what we would perceive to be the impossible. But nothing is impossible with our God. Nothing. Hallelujah. You who spoke the worlds into existence, you who said, let there be light, and there was light. One word from our Lord can change everything. And so can we gather together in just groups of three to five people, just grab a hold of somebody's hands, and let's just begin to to pray whatever God is leading you, whatever the Holy Spirit. We want to be led of the Holy Spirit this morning. He is the orchestrator. So Holy Spirit, we come as a body of believers this morning in whom you have placed your spirit, in whom there is an anointing for the breaking of yokes, for the pulling down of strongholds, for demolishing the works of the enemy. Lord, you said that those that there will be signs and wonders would follow those who believe. And in in your name, we would be able to trample on serpents and scorpions. And we come against the work of the enemy. The work of the enemy in our homes, the work of the enemy of our schools, the work of the enemy in our workplaces, the work of the enemy that whispers lies and deception into our, our ears and tries to take captive our thought life, our minds, in our very lives. We come against you, devil. We come against you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus with prayer. In revelation, we come against you with the word of God, the sword of the Spirit. And we say, no, you don't have a place here. You don't have a place in my mind. You don't have a place in my home. You don't have a place in my school. You don't have a place in my workplace. You don't have a place here in this church. We come against you, enemy, in the name of Jesus, and we bind you and we cast you out of here. We take authority and we take the power that the God of of, of the universe, the God who is sovereign, the Lord of the maker of heaven and earth, He's given to us. Hallelujah. In the power of the Holy Spirit, we come against you, devil. We come against you because Jesus has called us to take up his mantle, to carry on his work. Hallelujah. To be anointed of the Spirit. To be anointed of the Spirit. To do good. To heal all of those who are oppressed of the devil. Because God, you are with us, and you are with us to the very end of the age. You promised that wherever we would go, in your name, you are there with us. You would not leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you for the indwelling power of the Spirit that's in our lives, has resurrected us from the dead. But Lord, we know that not only can you bring us back to life, not only can you take that which is dead in our lives and bring life, but Lord, you can resurrect anything. You can resurrect anything that we would perceive to be a lost cause. That God, you're not finished. Hallelujah. You're not finished. It's not over until you say it's over. Hallelujah. We worship you, we rely upon you, we depend upon you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. 
May the things of this world, as we were singing earlier, grow dim in the light of who you are, your glory, your grace, your power. Hallelujah. Your strength, your grace, your love, your mercy, your compassion. Oh, hallelujah. May the chains, may chains begin to be broken in Jesus' name. Father, we pray, we intercede over this community, over this town right now, and all of the problems that it's facing. And there are problems in this town, Lord, and we pray, Holy Spirit, you will come in, you will sweep into this community, you will do a work, you will, do, you will bring life, you will bring life abundantly into this place, Lord, where there is moral decay, where there is abuse, where there is addictions, where there are homes that are broken down, where there are businesses that are failing, where there is, where there is government, local government that don't know what to do. Holy Spirit, come. Come and bring renewal. Come and bring we want to see the kingdom of God manifested in Vegreville. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God manifested. So, Lord, break, break the things that, that bind. Shatter the things that hold us captive. Hallelujah. Bring deliverance. Bring healing. And, Lord, we come this morning and we confess. You said that you would heal the land. You would heal the land, Lord. If we would humble ourselves, oh, if we would confess our sins, if we would humble ourselves, pray, and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, and then I will hear from heaven. Forgive their sins and heal their land. Heal the land, Lord. Heal the land. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And prepare, Lord. Prepare your harvesters. For souls, for many souls, Lord, to come into the kingdom, to know life and who has eternal life, and the words of eternal life. Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And this morning we declare your goodness. We declare a victory this morning over the darkness. This morning he wins every time. Hallelujah. Praise His name. He is the victor. He is the victor. We've read the end of the book. We're on the winning side. There is a triumph. There is victory in Jesus' name. Because He is the one who conquers. He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the one who conquers it all. All the evil of this world, all the sin, all the wickedness, all the evil that this world faces, He will win in the end. And we will stand with Him in victory from eternity to eternity. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! From everlasting to everlasting, we will be on the winning side. Praise His name. Praise the Lamb of God. Praise the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah! Praise His name. Hallelujah. Is He worthy this morning?
Is he worthy this morning? Oh, we just thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We worship you. We praise you. We praise you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence. We covet your presence. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't even know where to go from here. Brother, I don't know where to go from here. I just, I just really felt that God was just speaking to me there and just saying that there needed to be something that had to be broken. And I'm thanking, just saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you for, because we want to be led by the Spirit. We want to be guided by the Holy Spirit. We can't do anything apart from the Spirit of God leading us. And when He speaks, we need to take action. When He tells us to go to the right, we've got to go to the right. When He says go to the left, we've got to go to the left. When he says cut down through the middle, we got to cut down through the middle. And we got to trust him in whatever he says, wherever he leads us, goes with us. Knowing that no matter what thing we might be facing, he is with us. He is surrounding us. He's all around us. He's in us. He's on us. And he wants to empower us to go because there is a world, there's a community right now that needs, that needs to know the power of God. They need to know the power of God. They need to know that he's real. Oh, this isn't my sermon. I don't know what this is this morning, but this is, this is kind of where I'm just feeling to go for a moment. Oh, hallelujah. Can we just sing that one more time? Turn your eyes. Just turn your eyes upon Jesus. Can we sing that for a moment? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, just, just, you got to just... As we were praying here this morning, I just felt a breeze just going through. It was God's hand going over us and giving us the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 We just sing that song, Turn Your Eyes. Turn, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look for in his wonderful face. Yes. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, worship team. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Well, welcome this morning to Maple Street. And uh, it's great to hear the kids. 
in the background. It's always good to have kids in church, wouldn't you say? Amen. I would rather hear, I would rather hear the kids in the church than to not hear, well, I guess, I don't know if you can hear silence or not, but for, for things to be silent. And uh, this morning, just to let you know, um, we were planning originally to begin our, our kickoff, our, our kids' program, Faith Case, but just to due to some sickness and uh, just some things on the schedule. I know uh, even my wife isn't feeling well. My son, Ethan, isn't feeling well. And uh, so they're not here this morning, and I'm just praying that I escape. Usually I escape that stuff pretty good. And, um, but usually if I do get it, I get the man version of it. Anybody know what the man cold is? Who, who's ever experienced a man cold? It's, it's like three times worse. Women can get a cold. You know, guys, what women do? They get a cold, and they, they just go on it and do all the normal stuff, right? They can still... Um, just a moment here. I just got to turn this off. I'm getting a ding here. You got a scripture verse? Yeah, she's going to interrupt my man cold talk. Um, so I just because you said that, I just wanted to share this. Um, so yesterday, Al and I were in the city, and um, it was about 2 o'clock, and we both just got hit with something. Our skin started to hurt really bad, and um, yeah, it just took us out. So I was feeling a little bit better than he was, so I drove home, and then we, whatever, went to bed. And <laughs> um, so I was like... The, the day before, I had been speaking to some people, and I had been saying the word immunity. Um, we made a decision not to vaccinate our daughter, and um, was like, you know, kind of pressing into that with the Lord, like you're her vaccination, that sort of thing. So that's a very controversial um, thing, right? Like, I don't, I don't really know what the right answer is. Anyway, I've been pressing into that, and I just said, like, um, anyway, let me gather my thoughts here. I had said the word immunity. So I was laying in bed and I was like, Lord, like, you know, started to do all the things like, no, I don't come into agreement with this. Like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't come into agreement with this. And then I had remembered that I had said the word immunity. And um, anyway, so I started to pray and I said, Al, are you okay if I pray out loud? Like, if I just go for this? And he's like, yeah, because he was really, really, really sick. Anyway, the Lord said, pray Psalm 91. So I was wondering, just because, like, I think, oh, yeah, the, the testimony is that um, in the middle of the night, I'm not sure what time it was, I, the fever broke. Like, I actually experienced that. Um, my feet were burning. Like, my whole body was on fire. And it, it broke. And I was like, oh, like, it's done. Like, that just happened. And I woke up, and I was like, I feel really good today like because I said I have things to do tomorrow <laughs> like I don't have time to be sick I have things to do Lord and and so I want to just like if we could grab Psalm 91 that's the scripture that he gave me to pray and so I just prayed it I just kept repeating it out repeating it out like you are the center like I'm hidden in you um, and so we also had heard something Carol had shared something um, it's not in the push it's in your position um, and so that, it was like, it's in my position in the Lord. It's not in me, like, ye like yelling or praying loud. It's like, 
really just a revelation of my position in the Lord and that I can, I don't know, it's just, it's a deeper thing for me that I just got. So I was wondering, because there's lots of things going on, lots of sickness, um, I have no tolerance for sickness. I have no tolerance for disease. I have no tolerance for cancer. I have no tolerance for lives getting cut short. I have no tolerance, like I'm, <laughs> I have no tolerance for this. Um, and I feel like the Lord is calling us just to come together as like, like a family, like where we really, really, really care about each other. And I know we do, but there's all of these um, mindsets and things. Anyway, so we could be a family today. And just if everyone would just grab their Bibles, uh, or if you know it off by heart, and we just say Psalm 91 together, and we just read it out, stand and and honor the word of God and like, like let it just come into the tips of your toes like he is our strong tower he is our protector um, and and just this fire inside of you I have no tolerance for disease I have no tolerance for for sickness um, so is that cool is that okay okay <laughs> so just as like a kind of thing I'm going to hand the mic off to somebody else and just take my place back in the thing and then we'll we'll do this cool. that's okay it doesn't matter would you okay so here we go whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress in God whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra, you will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Praise God. 
Praise God for that. Yes. Sure. Yeah. You don't need that? Is that a song that you that you knew years ago? Really spoke, yeah. Very appropriate, very fitting. Amen. Really good. Praise God. So yeah, just to let you know, um, yeah, we originally were, were going to have launch our faith case with the kids this morning, but just due to some illness and things like that. Uh, uh, we're looking at probably right now the first Sunday in October, so just keep that in mind and pray into that. And, and uh, uh, yeah, so it looks like about the first of October, and so pray about that. Also on uh, this week, uh, for who enjoyed the first session of the Beta Satan? Who was here for that? Who enjoyed that? Well, just to let you know, if you happen to miss the first session, uh, there's still 11 left, and so if you missed that and you want to get in on it, it's really a great life changing study. We are going to be doing that this week only on Wednesday. So Wednesday at 7 o'clock, just adjust that a little bit. Uh, if you are not going to be here uh, for a couple sessions, you can always, we can always get the DVDs to you. So for this week only, you'll be on, the, on, on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. And, uh, but, so don't, tr try not to miss if you can. If you, if you do, we can, we can help you to uh, catch up on that. But that's a really, um, really powerful study. Also, a number of different things on the list here. You can see wanted volunteers for sound and video. So if you want to get involved in helping that area, please uh, see Ryan. If you don't know who Ryan is, he's waving his hand there. And he was the guy with the guitar, and he was leading the, the music this morning. So if you want to give Ryan a hand, I, or as a hand in, in, in the, with some of that stuff... They did a great job this morning, amen? Did a great job. And of course, uh, you'll notice Samaritan Purse uh, Operation Christmas Child Shoebox Sunday is the 11th of November. And uh, we also have a gospel music night coming up here in November, November 17th, pierogies and jam. Uh, and uh, so they're gathering some local musicians and so on. We're going to be having a gospel music night. And uh, a free will offering is going to be taken for the support of our local food bank. And so just a few things uh, on the schedule. I'm uh, not going to uh, cover everything off, but just, uh, just keep some of those aspects in mind as we move ahead. And of course, we always need uh, uh, for those who to get involved with, uh, with children's ministry. So if you're interested in that, just see Penny and, and we can kind of move uh, toward that as well. I want to take this time um, also this morning to um, make sure I got the right cards and the right pictures. Here we go. I'm going to invite both Rose and Miguel 
if they would come up this morning. Just got a little presentation to make for them. If you were here last week, we had her all set up for a water baptism. How many thought that was a good time? And uh, so Rose and Miguel were baptized, and uh, we have a baptismal certificate for them and some photographs that were taken. So Miguel, if you'd want to come up as well, and uh, we're going to present them. our ushers to come at this time as we worship the Lord in our giving, our tithe and our offering, as we sow a portion back of what the Lord has blessed us with. And how many know that the God is generous, he's a, he's a gracious God, and how many, how many are blessed, how many are blessed this morning? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lincoln. So as we receive today's offering, we are believing you for heaven open earth invaded, storehouses unlocked, and miracles created. Dreams and visions, angelic visitations, declaration, impartation, and divine manifestations. Anointings, giftings, and calls, positions and promotions, provisions and resources to go to the nations, souls and more souls from every generation, saved and set free, hearing kingdom revival. Thank you, Father, as I join my value system to yours. You'll shower favor, blessing, and increase upon me so I may have more than enough to co-labor with heaven to see Jesus get his full reward. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you as you give this morning. So again, the children's ministry likely beginning with Faith Case on the first Sunday in October. And uh, so again, just remember that and pray into that. This morning, if you turn into Ephesians 4 for just a few moments. Ephesians 4. We're going to be wrapping this up by the end of the month on, in, in Ephesians, looking at a few things in there. And uh, we're going to be launching into a new series in October. And we're going to be looking at Jesus with some fresh lenses. So we're going to be going back into the gospel. So just to let you know that that's coming. And, uh, you know, if Jesus were here today, as an example, how would he handle, how would he relate? Where would he be? What would he do? And I think sometimes when we put a, a little bit of a fresh perspective on that, it can help us to see some things. But Ephesians 4, this morning, kind of picking it up around verse uh, 25. Verse 25. So you're going to read that verse, those verses here this morning. It says, Therefore... 
Now, if you remember going back into verse uh, 24, and I'm going to turn there in just a second here, because just to remember, just as a reminder, Paul says to them, because we've talked last week about the old and the new, right? Putting off the old and putting on the new. Out with the old and in with the new. And so Paul is talking to the Ephesian believers. And we talked about three things last week. We talked about how, in order to be different, that we were to think differently. Remember that? We were to think differently and so on. And we were also... Uh, that we were to live according to what we've learned because simply this is that repentance leads to transformation, a transformed life. We also talked about the whole, you know, putting off the old garments and putting on the new. And it's interesting that Paul says this in, uh, when, when you go back just a few verses, he says, but you did not learn about Christ in this manner if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off the former way of life in the old nature, which is corrupt according to its deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new nature, which is created, listen to this, according to God, created according to God in righteousness and true holiness. Okay? So he's talking about righteousness and holiness. And then he goes on, and we're going to pick it up here for this week, Therefore, he says, everybody say therefore. Therefore, putting away lying, let every man speak truthfully to his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not give place to the devil. Let him who steals, steal no more. Indeed, instead, let him labor, working with his hands things which are good, that he may have something to share with those who are in need. So we're going to stop right there this morning, and we're going to pray. We're going to ask, Father, God, we ask, Lord, because we recognize that your nature is different from the sinful nature, and that you desire that that holiness and righteousness be revealed in us. That, Father, that we would be indeed imitators of God. And so, Father, we rely upon not only your word, but we ask this morning for the help of your Holy Spirit. Because, God, we want to represent you well. We want to relate to you well. And, Father, we recognize that there is a community of unbelievers beyond the walls of our assemblies. And that, God... They need to see what God is like. And so help us to represent you well. Help us to be that Bible that people might read, that they may see Christ formed in us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Have you ever noticed that there's uh, not everything... That we, that we see, or things are not always as they appear to be. Have you ever noticed that that's a truth? I remember one time when I was, uh, I used to be much fitter than I am now. Remember last week I talked about I was sort of a bodybuilding enthusiast. I'm still a bodybuilding enthusiast, but just haven't got to be a bodybuilder yet. I'm getting... <laughs> 
Well, if, if putting on a bay window is, is what you call, then maybe I'm already there. I don't know. Spiritual bodybuilding, that's right. Because eating, eating uh, chocolate chip cookies at night uh, when, your mother, when, your, when your wife makes them, not your mother, but your wife makes them, is not a good thing. I tried to stay away from that last night. I'm trying. Yeah, that's right. But one time when I was uh, really into to fitness, it was a really, really hot day in Nova Scotia. And I was a young guy, you know, still am a young guy, even though the mirror says something different. Um, but I was running, basically it was, a, well, from my house up to the stop sign and then down the other way. It was, it was, like, it was sort of a triangle. We called it the block, but it was really a triangle. We were geometrically challenged in those days. Didn't know the difference between a block and a triangle. But I, would, I was running, and I think it might have took me something like, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes or something to run there. And I was really, really, really hot, and I got really, really thirsty. And so I bolted down to my brother's house. And when I got in there, I mean, nobody was in the kitchen. And so I just decided that because it's my brother's house, I'll just treat it like it's my own house. And I'll just go right to the refrigerator. And I went to the refrigerator, and there was this glass, this beautiful glass uh, bottle in there and uh, I pulled it out and I hauled out a big tumbler out of the cupboard and by the time it came out now the condensation had started on this thing and I'm just seeing the water just go down the side of this big glass jar that I think had like oranges or something on the outside of it you know on, on the design and I pour myself a big tall glass and I'm starting to chug this thing down and all of a sudden I get about maybe two-thirds, maybe three-quarters of this thing gone, and my eyeballs get big as saucers. And all of a sudden, I begin to lose my breath. And all of a sudden, I'm on all fours, almost underneath the table. And my brother comes running out, and he sees what I've done, and he begins to laugh because he says, that's not water, that's pickling vinegar. Well, I think I figured that out after drinking three-quarters of the glass. Pickling vinegar. Well, now you know why I couldn't breathe at the time. It's because things aren't always as they appear to be, right? Things aren't always as they appear to be. And what's interesting is that in the lives of many people who confess to be Christians, there seems to be... On the outside, it looks like water, right? It looks refreshing. But on the inside, it's a different substance. But God wants to do a work that just doesn't show us. Because I've, I remember one time there was a pastor, and he, and he, and he, he was preaching a sermon. And uh, he came in with his, his you know, double-breasted suit. And there was a lady in the congregation that, you know, she just loved the pastor dressing up. You see, she was from a time when that's what they did. And she was always after him, saying, Oh, pastor, oh, when are you going to wear this or that? Or So he comes in this day, and he's like, got his double-breasted suit, white shirt, necktie, and she's like, I mean, you thought she was in love. And so the pastor begins to preach a message. And as he begins to preach a message about how God, you know, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks upon the heart, he began to reveal that his, behind his double-breasted suit 
was a, a, a chopped off necktie and his white shirt was all stained up and it was dirty. Well, you kind of get the picture. You see, it's not just about what's on the outside, it's also what's on the inside. And so really what, what, uh, what Paul is, is, is driving at here is that God wants to do a work of transformation in the lives of believers. And that work of transformation is to be like God in righteousness and true holiness. Righteousness and true holiness. And therefore, we are to put off the old self with the desires that it has, and we are to put on the new. Because it would be, like I mentioned last week, it would be very, very weird to go home after a hard day of work and be all sweaty and get, a, get all cleaned up and then put on those uh, old, old clothes again. So Paul tells us, he says, that we, in order to be like God, and we are to be imitators of God, that in true righteousness and holiness, I'm going to lay a, just a few things down for this morning. First of all, in verse 25, look at this with, with me. He says, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor. How many would agree that that's a pretty good idea? That we would speak truth. Well, it wasn't so um, much with the guy who, his name was Jack. And Jack, uh, and if you have the name Jack here, this is, I'm not pointing at you. Please understand. But there was this guy by the name of Jack, and he wanted to be a hero. And so Jack decided to spin a story that he had served in the military. He had served in the U.S. Marine Corps. And then he was taken as a prisoner of war during the Korean during a Korean war battle. And so by the time he reached about in his, in his early 70s, and in this town that he was living in, he, he, whenever he would go to a special occasion, he would always wear this fake uniform, and he would go and he would order and, and purchase these fake medals from, from a store, and then he would decorate himself with the medals. And so he had, you know, he, had, he went to this catalog and he got himself a bronze star and he got a silver star and he got two purple hearts. And then he would go and he would march in parades. War hero. And he would go to the schools and he would talk to the children about his exploits in, in the military and how, you know, he was a prisoner of war and got all these heroic medals. But then there was this Veterans League that started checking him out a little bit and started realizing, wait a minute, we've got something problems in the, in the records here. In fact, there's a lack of records on file. And then they began to realize that there were some factual holes and they began to do an investigation. And finally, after all these years, he confesses his deception in an interview with a local paper. And he said, you just can't imagine what I'm going through. He said, I didn't really know how to shake this demon. I went to bed every night and looked at it. I looked at myself in the mirror every morning. He said, I did not want to meet my maker with this falsehood in my heart. It's interesting what C.S. Lewis said about lying. You know what he said lying about lying? He said that a lie is like a little pregnancy. It doesn't take long before everybody knows about it. You ever find it cold last winter? You ever find it cold last winter? How many know that sometimes when we, 
when we lie about things, have you ever noticed that when God, I'm going to get to that in a minute, but being cold. But you ever notice that when, when, when people lie about something, sometimes a lie turns into exaggeration. Right? You went fishing and you caught a real nice fish and it was that big. Then you go, you tell your buddy, your other buddy, and now the fish is this big. And then the fish is that big. And the fish is that big. And next thing you know, you, you hauled in a great white shark, right? A megalodon. They're real megalodon. Yeah, I caught a megalodon. <laughs> yeah. Exaggerations, right? Anybody find it? Remember last year was cold. I, I found it cold. Because I, I went from Nova Scotia, which is closer to Florida than Alberta. And it really is, by the way. It's two and a half hours flight to Florida. I know all about it. To, to Alberta. I mean, what is up with snow? This, this is still, it was still summer. And we're getting snow. Exaggeration. Exaggeration last year, what, minus 30? But you know what an exaggeration might kind of sound like? That it was so cold last year. That when we talked, it came out in a sheet of ice and we had to fry it so we could hear the words. Would that be an exaggeration? <laughs> could we have said, well, we could, get, we could tell somebody that and we get a, a pretty good laugh. But it would be an exaggeration. It wasn't quite that cold. It was getting close, though. One more degree and I think we would have been there. <sighs> I won't go there. Falsehood isn't, is not only lying in exaggeration. How many know that people can do, do false things? Even Christians can do false things. Some Christians can even justify working under the table, right? Fudging things on their tax sheets. Making false promises. All sorts of things like that. And you know, this, this is a real good one. You know, I heard, you know, so-and-so told me, but don't tell anybody that I told you. You ever get that one? I, mean, I really shouldn't tell you, Rose, but I heard from so-and-so, like, forget a promise not to tell anybody, that, and then, right? And then we come over and we say, Ed, I heard from, you know, I heard Rose told me, but don't tell anybody. And after you've told everybody, not to tell anybody, and everybody's agreed, the whole community knows about it. And then you hear about it down in the post office. Is that familiar? You can say amen, you can say ouch. Right? What about flattery? Is, can flattery turn, can that be a lie? Could that be a falsehood? Well, dear, how do I look in this dress? Oh, you look fantastic. You look like a model. Girls, do us a favor. Don't ask us questions like that. <laughs> have, we, have we ever done that? Come on, let's be honest, guys. Huh? Absolutely not. Rip Altar service afterwards. Ed, first one there. Yeah. 
How about making excuses? Can sometimes excuses that we make, we, we, we just use this little excuse to excuse ourselves from a certain thing, but really we know it's not quite 100% accurate. It's like 98 and a half. And you just slip a little something in there just to kind of make yourself feel good, right? So they're appeased and you feel okay, but you know that it was only 90... Listen, if I gave you 98%... 98.5% milk in your cup, and I told you that there was like a, a percentage and a half by volume was poison. Would you drink it? No. So we shouldn't feed people 98.5% truth either, should we? Does that make sense? I sure hope it does. I sure hope it does. I think every one of us at one time or another have been dishonest. Would you agree with that this morning? Oh, I only got one hand. Rest of you got to get saved. <laughs> Praise God. But I want you to know this morning that, that dishonesty, falsehood, lies is not a good thing. I just want to tell you that. You probably knew that already. But it really isn't a, a, a laughing matter because Paul is saying that when we live according to the character of God, that we live according to his righteousness and his holiness. And Proverbs 6, 16 and 19 tells us that God hates a lying tongue and a false witness who pours out lies. And the reason is, is because the God that we serve, as loving and compassionate and merciful and gracious that he is, he's also a holy God. God is holy. And God is righteous. And because he cannot lie, and because lying is sin, God and God, because God cannot deny himself, and because no sin can enter heaven, the Bible teaches us that liars, and this is a, I'm not talking about people who, I mean, we all make, we all mess up. But those who consistently lie, those who are liars, will not inherit the kingdom of God. And there's a reason why we should put that off, a reason why we should really consider doing our very best to be truthful and honest is because lying is incompatible with the new nature that we have. It is incompatible with who we are in Jesus now. Because Jesus is truth. Amen? He came full of grace and full of truth. 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 And since it's incompatible... We are to lay it aside. We are to discard it. We are to strip it off. We are to cast it away. The Greek word for put off, when he says put off all falsehood, if you, if you notice this, that is often used in Luke of the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem when they were stoning Stephen. Acts 7, 58, it says that the witnesses laid or they put off their clothes at the feet of this young man named Saul. And what it, So put off also means laid. And the reason why it's important is this is that the persecutors laid aside or put off their outer clothing so they could do evil. But as us as believers, we are to do the opposite. We are to put off or lay aside falsehood so that we can be free to do the righteousness of God. Amen? We are be, then we are free to do that which is right. In this instance, with the Jewish leaders, they were doing the wrong thing, but we are to do what is right. And I already mentioned this before, but the tr character of God, truth is the character of God. We notice that Jesus had came 
full of grace and full of truth. But also Jesus said of himself, he said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. God's word is truth. And we are to worship the Father in, uh, worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So, how many understand that even the words that we speak, how our conversations go, is an act of worship? If I can frame this, I can challenge your thinking a little bit this morning, that while we come together to worship and praise God, our lives, 168 hours every week, is to be a life of worship. And when we, when we spin a story or we spin a tale and it's twisted, it is not worshiping and honoring God according to who he is and who he has created us to be. Why? Because if anyone be in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things are passing away, and behold, all things are becoming new. The trajectory of our lives is toward righteousness and holiness. Amen? Does that make sense? And of course, in the context of the church, because we are, one, we are all members of one body, that we are also to speak the truth in love to one another. Second thing I'm going to bring out, number, verse 26, take a look at it. I call it this, watch your anger and your clock. Watch the anger, and look at what it says, in your anger, do not sin, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Anger. Is it a sin to be angry? Can I ask that question this morning? Is it a sin to be angry? No. Thank you. I'll give you a few scriptures. You can write them down if you want. I'm not going to read all the scripture, but Deuteronomy 29, 27 to 28. 2 Chronicles 29, 10. Hebrews 10, 26 to 27. We find that there's scriptures that talk about the anger of the Lord. It talks about the anger of the Lord. It talks about his wrath, his great indignation, his fierce wrath, his fiery indignation. God gets angry. But I want you to know that it's a righteous anger. Just like in Mark 3, verse 5, we find Jesus getting angry. Did you know Jesus got angry? Yeah, Jesus got angry. One of the most famous uh, times that Jesus got angry, John 2, 15, after making a whip out of cords, he drove them all out of the temple, including the sheep and the cattle. Even the sheep and the cattle got it. He scattered the coins of the money changers and knocked over their tables. Now, folks, I want you to know that this is because they were selling CDs in the foyer. I remember it used to be the, oh, you shouldn't sell anything in the church building because Jesus, you know, about the money changers. You know why Jesus was so angry? I'll tell you why Jesus was so angry. Because the money changers were, were extorting the people who were traveling a long distance and some of the poor people. But when they would get there and they had their currency, guess what they did? When they showed up at the bank, they didn't give them a fair rate of exchange so that they could buy a sacrifice to worship the Lord in the temple. That's why he got angry. 
He got angry because now it was crowded with all this activity that was hindering people from coming to worship the Lord. And that's why Jesus said that my house will be called a house of prayer, but you're making it a den of robbers. Let's get out the cords. Let's drive it all out. Let's restore it back to what it, its proper function is. So anger. Anger. I remember being angry because someone had offended me. And I was angry and I, I held that anger. And I want you to know that anger, if it's not righteous anger, not properly used, and we were learning this in the beta of Satan, anger can turn into bitterness. Bitterness can, desert, can turn into resentment. Resentment into self-righteousness. Because what happens is we think that we were right. And that person's wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. And then I defend myself. And then I set myself up as the one who is righteous and the other one is the one who's in the wrong. And as we're learning in, in the bait of Satan, we end up building a wall of defense around us to protect us because we want to keep the offender out and protect ourselves. And then we stew about it. You know what I'm talking about when you stew about it? You stir that pot. Well, you don't understand why. I, you don't understand what they did to me. They did this. They did A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Even H, I, J, K. The L, M, N, O, P. Yeah, they did Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z, 1, 2, 3. And it just keeps on going, right? And you just stir the pot and you recount everything that someone has done to us. We just keep stirring that pot and stirring that pot. We stew about it. But it's interesting what Paul recommends. He says, in your anger, do not sin. Don't let it turn to bitterness. Don't let it turn into a wall of defense. Don't, turn, don't let it turn into self-righteousness. Why? Because it'll destroy you. It'll destroy relationships. Instead, he says, he says that we are not to... Look what he says. What's it say? Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Watch the clock. In other words, let's, make, let's get it right. Let's, 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 let's mend the relationship before the day is over. Because I want you to know this morning that unresolved anger can, leave, can lead to the devil's foothold. The devil can get a foothold in the situation. Unforgive, I'll tell you, unforgiveness is a prison. And you know who builds it? You do. You build the prison walls while the other person is free. And guess what? It's also a poison. It's a poison that we drink while we wait for the other person to die. That don't work too well. But he talks about giving the devil a foothold. And do not give the devil a foothold. Now what does that mean? A foothold. Does he grab a hold of your foot? No. The Greek word is topos, meaning a place. Don't give the devil a place. Don't give him a secure position from which to continue his work and make progress in your life. Look, folks, when, when, whenever, we, whenever we allow... I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this right here because this is really important. 
You know sometimes how the devil gets a real good foothold, a real good place of operations is when we allow gossip to run rampant in the church. You know what we need to do? I'll tell you what we need to do. Here's a good recommendation. If we go to Matthew 18, how many know that if someone has an offense with a brother or sister, they are to go to that person? Right? How about go to God first, figure out, okay, Lord, what's the strategy here? Give me the confidence, give me the ability to go, and I'll go to that person. But instead, how many times do we listen to all, all that stuff, right? Instead of saying, hey, listen, oh, this sounds pretty serious. You know, I really can't do a whole lot about it, but, you know, if, if you have a problem with so-and-so, you really should go talk to them about it. In fact, that's what Jesus tells us to do. So I'm just going to shut these off now and just to let you know that uh, this isn't this isn't this doesn't say like you know gossip welcome there's a big gossip welcome sign above my ears but instead go to the person deal with it look for reconciliation but sometimes people will go to others and they'll spread and, and then the next thing you know guess what happens they end up gaining a coalition of people who now have an offense. They've taken on the gossiper's offense and they've made it theirs. And now what happens is the person that they should have went to talk to to resolve the matter privately is now a target of everyone else. And it destroys families workplaces. It destroys communities of faith from the inside. Do not give the devil a foothold. Does that make sense this morning? I hope this is good preaching. It's good instruction. Verse 26. Verse 26, we're to stop stealing. He who's been stealing must steal no longer, must but must work doing something useful with his hands that he may have something to share with those in need. Now, I hope nobody's stealing. But there was a story of a shoplifter one time, and he wrote to a department store, and he said this. He said, I've just become a Christian. i just become a Christian, and I can't sleep at night because I really feel guilty. He said, so here's the $100 that I owe you check in the mail for a hundred bucks. Wow. But then on the bottom of his letter, he said, he said this, he said, P.S., if I still can't sleep, I'll send you the rest. <laughs> if you go to Luke 19, if you go to, yeah, Luke ni- uh, 19 this morning. If you go to Luke 19, you, you, you know the story pretty well. I'm sure some of you do. If you don't, that's okay. But in Luke 19, 9, Jesus said this. He said, today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. Who was he talking about? Anybody remember? Tax collector. You remember what tax collector that was? Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he you ever hear that song he climbed up in a sycamore tree for the lord he wanted to see he said right so 
Jesus come by his way or whatever. Zacchaeus, you come down. Go to your house for a double-double. I think Jesus would drink a double-double. I don't know. What do you think? So Jesus talking about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a Jewish tax collector working for the Romans. Zacchaeus was padding his pockets. Zacchaeus probably had himself a real nice quad and a four-by-four four and, and a nice home. He was living high on the hog on the, on the, on the hard work and overtaxation of his fellow countrymen. That's what Zacchaeus was doing. Zacchaeus was getting rich. He was a rich man. Can I ask this question this morning? Is it wrong to have money? Some people twist the scripture. We're talking about the, the love of, of money, right? It's the love of money. It's not money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. The love of money is what, it's what holds your heart. And if you go back a little bit, you'll notice that uh, in, in the previous chapter that Jesus talks to a rich young ruler. And that rich young ruler, the Bible says, when he, the, Luke says that he went away sorrowful because he had, he had much wealth. And the reason he went away sorrowful is because Jesus challenged his heart. Amen? And what Jesus, he said, teacher, what should I do to get eternal life? He said, sell everything you have, give it to the poor and come follow me. And he went away sorrowful because his money, he didn't possess the money, the money possessed him. And so here's Zacchaeus, another chapter over. And here's Jesus on his last trip to Jerusalem. He enters into Jericho and so on. Jesus shows up in town, and it causes a big crowd to come around. And here is Zacchaeus in this crowd, this little wee you know, tax collector, Jewish tax collector. And Luke tells us that he was really wealthy. And yet at the end of Zacchaeus' story, Luke tells us that today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. How did he even get to be saved if he was a cheater, a thief? Because Zacchaeus' encounter with Jesus changed his life. The rich young ruler wanted eternal life, but the money had him. He went away sorrowful because he didn't want to give it up. It wasn't that he had to give it up. It's, are you willing to give it up? Maybe if he had been ready to do it, Jesus said, great, that's fine, okay. But he wanted, he wanted to hang on to that. And so he, he took his money, and he rejected Jesus. And yet Zacchaeus, on the other hand, becomes saved because when he called him Lord, he meant it. And he experienced the grace of Jesus, and it transformed that man who was once a sinner now he is a saint and he now he begins to act on who he is changed and what did he publicly declare he said he said look I'll make restitution for my crimes I've done wrong I admit it but I will make restitution for all the things I've done that have, that have been wrong I'm willing to give half of my possessions to the poor. In fact, I'll give back four times the amount that I have stolen from people. I want to make it right, Jesus. I want to make it right. Zacchaeus was saved, and not only did was he saved, but the proof of his salvation was in what he now did 
in terms of his changed nature and then his actions that followed. How many know this morning that we need to bear fruit in keeping with our repentance? It's not enough just to say, I'm a Christian. There's got to be proof in the pudding. Amen? Proof in the pudding. I remember one time I was... Christy and I were on Facebook, and one of our friends who was, a, a, in fact, a, a former youth pastor, had said on her profile, said, watching a pirated version of Medea Goes to Jail online. Did you catch the uh, tension there? Former youth pastor, watching a pirated version. I don't care what movie it is. It's pirated. Downloading copyrighted music. Not going to pay for it. Just going to get it because it because I can. But just because you can doesn't necessarily make it that it's right. But instead, we're to be honest. We're to work for what we get. And I want you to know that success only appears in the dictionary before work. In the it's in the dictionary, right? Success only appears before work in the dictionary, not in real life. So how many know this morning that if we are going to live according to the true righteousness and the holiness of God, that we need to put off the old? Remember last week we talked about, we talked about, I think it was, what was that show again? It was, a, it was a makeover show. I think I, style by jury. We're going to ask the worship team to come back this morning. Style by jury. Remember that story? Style by jury and, and how they... They would bring someone in and they had, you know, had a fashion violation and they wanted to, and then they judged them based on what they, what they, uh, what they wore and how we talked about putting off the old and putting on the new. Well, see, Paul talked about putting off of the old and putting on the new, but now he's beginning to say that this is what the reveal looks like. When you put off the old ways, the old sinful nature, and you put on the new nature that Christ has given us in true righteousness and holiness, that when we step out before people, they're going to say, wow, what a difference Jesus makes in someone's life. And folks, it's not because of your new shirt or your new pants or your shoes or hairstyle or whatever. It's going to be because of character. It's going to be because of your heart. And out of that character and out of that heart will flow your actions. Can we stand this morning? That your actions, how we talk, our conversation, are we being honest with people? And we could go on and further and, and than that. We could talk about wholesome talk. We could talk about a lot of other things. But when it comes to our conversation, are we being honest? Is there truth? Is there grace? Is there all those different characteristics a part of our conversation? Are we, have we stopped doing the old things that mark our old nature? I don't know about you, but there's times when I can confess and say there's times in my life when I struggle with a lot of different things. How many know that we're still here? We're not like Enoch. Right? Remember Enoch? He was... He'd gone. 
I'm, I, I haven't gotten there yet. Anybody there yet? You're like, no, you're still here. So we haven't quite arrived. We're still a work in progress. Would you agree that if you was a website, it would still say under construction? Anybody? M mine would still be under construction. But I want to challenge myself and, your, and, and everyone here this morning that to be imitators of God, be imitators of Christ. Be who he's made you to be. You're in Christ, and if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The old things are passing away. Behold, everything is becoming new, and allow that newness of character and newness of heart and those new actions, let that be what is revealed to those around us in our family. A way to understand our attitudes will be revealed in the way we speak to people. No matter where we go, there we are. And folks, let's, let's endeavor with the Spirit's help that we will represent Jesus well. I know some people will say, oh, we got to make sure we're doing this and doing that because we want to be sure we go to heaven. Well, listen, we're going to get, that, that's coming down the road sometime. But listen, while we're here, we have an assignment to do. Isn't it an amazing privilege to represent as ambassadors the government of the King of all kings and the Lord of all, all lords to represent a kingdom that will never end in fact a kingdom of whom Jesus said to his disciples that the kingdom is in you the kingdom is in you we represent him on planet earth let's this church be an embassy that represents Jesus well how many would say that's what I want to do because that's your calling. That's part of your calling is to represent Jesus well. So, Father God, we come this morning humbly. Who would, who would lift their hand and say, Lord, I want to do that, but I need your help. Lord, I, I, I want to do that. I hear this word this morning, but I need your grace to do it. And I see that there's a lot of people who need God's grace. And so in the name of Jesus, we come to your throne. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You're here right now. Your presence, we are in your presence. In fact, your presence is within us. And so we ask, Holy Spirit, once again, that God, that your word would be made, it would manifest itself in our lives each and every day. Cha continue to change us. Give us the grace we need to walk in step with your Holy Spirit, in step with your word of prophecy, in step, Lord, with your truth that has been shared today. Help us, Holy Spirit. We want to represent you well to a world that is lost and dying and doesn't know you. Help us to represent the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. In Jesus' name, we ask that mercy and that and for your help. Amen. Amen. How many believe that God is going to help you? He is our ever-present help. Amen? Ever-present. So let's just praise Him this morning and thank you, Lord, that you are, that you're endeavor, you're doing your, you've done a work and you're continuing to do a work in me and you'll do a work through me. You'll do a work through me. We worship you this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word.
just to rest upon his promise and to know the saith the Lord Jesus Jesus how I trust him how I proved him more and more Jesus Jesus precious Jesus Oh, for grace to trust Him more. Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to trust His cleansing blood. Just in simple faith to plunge me neath the Jesus, how I trust Him, how I proved Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. Yes, tis sweet to trust in Jesus. Just from sin and self to cease Just from Jesus simply talking Life and rest and joy and peace Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him How I proved Him Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that Thou art with me, wilt be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I proved Him more Jesus, how I trust Him, how I proved Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. Thank you that it's all in you, Jesus. The transformation. Our very life itself is in you, Jesus. Give us eyes to see that and strength to walk that path. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise and worship your name. Yes, Jesus.
Jesus. So I release you now. Thanks for, uh, yes, for a great day today. Thank Go you. be 